of the Ammonites, and his name is likely a combination of two Hebrew words, one for king and the other for shame. So he was seen as the ruler of shameful sacrifice. Now, worshiping Moloch was not just simply building a statue and bowing down to it. No, there were actual sexual rituals, and even children were sacrificed. It is believed that idols of Moloch were giant metal statues of a man with a bull's head. Now, each statue had a hole in the abdomen and possibly outstretched forearms that made a kind of ramp into the hole. Now, a fire was lit in or around the statue, and babies then were placed in the statue's arms or in the hole. When a couple sacrificed their firstborn, they believed that Molech would ensure financial prosperity for the family and for future children. Wow. Can you believe that people's hearts were so hardened? But then again, if we look at our culture, how many people sacrifice their babies today in the womb? Well, anyways, Molech was not just simply limited to the Canaanites. In North Africa, Molech was renamed Kronos, who eventually migrated to Greece, where his mythology grew into becoming a titan, and actually the father of Zeus. Now, even though the worship to Molech was forbidden to the Israelites, they still built altars and places of worship for Molech. Even Solomon, who was the wisest king, he was swayed by this cult. Now, they worshipped Molech and pagan gods until the exile, where they were removed from the promised land and were forced to live in Babylon for 70 years. When they later returned to the promised land, they remembered that pagan worship is why they were exiled. So, they actually banned pagan worship, like they were supposed to do all along, like it says in Leviticus 18. So, there you go. A little bit about Molech worship, and that's enough today for our historical when Roe v. Wade was passed in 1973, there was no 3D sonogram. There was no ability, look at me, to watch our babies smile at us before they were born. By eight weeks, that's not even the first trimester, eight weeks, you, your wife's probably still throwing up. Eight weeks, babies will suck their thumbs. We see that they respond to sound. There's evidence building that they're dreaming. Hey, here's a crazy one. You ready for this one? They recoil from pain. So what, um, what really the ability to do sonograms has shown us is that when doctors need to draw blood or take a, a sample and they stick a needle up there to do that, the baby at eight weeks will pull its heel up, will pull back in away from the needle. Why? Because at eight weeks, all major organs are functioning which means you have a nervous system that's developed and you have a brain that receives signals that that hurts. We see that the heart is pumping, the liver is making blood cells, the kidneys are clearing fluids, and there's a fingerprint. By 21 weeks, by 21 weeks, a baby with just a little bit of help can live outside the womb. 21 weeks. Now listen to me. Nearly all of the 1 million abortions committed in the Western world last year were performed after this period of time. Well, God bless you and welcome to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores and I'm coming to you with this hopefully exciting lesson on sanctity of life. You know, what is sanctity of life? What is the pro-choice 
and pro-life issues okay we're going to be discussing that because this is a huge issue in the church today especially because <laughs> it's on the ballot you know this is we've seen this happening in our supreme court right now where amy comey barrett um a conservative or the judges that uh president trump has put up they're being fought tooth and nail and um why because they know that they're constitutionalists. He's bringing conservative constitutionalists that interpret the Constitution correctly. And if they do it correctly, they all know that um, Roe v. Wade abortion uh, is not an acceptable thing. It was done unconstitutional. It was done against the law. And so uh, they don't want that. So this, is, this, this, this topic is huge and it's in the churches. In fact, many, many um, within the church realm um, support the pro-choice, that it's their choice, my body, my choice mentality, or that uh, it has to do with the woman's body. And, and again, uh, we're going to look at what the scripture says, because we're coming from a biblical world view. Listen, we, we need pro, pro-life judges on the court. We have, this, we have this law, which is called the natural law, which is, which, which is really what the founding fathers uh, based a lot of the Constitution on. It was the natural law. What is natural law? And, and again, um, uh, Biden, uh, Joe Biden said um, that uh, uh, in one of his one of his uh, uh, speeches that uh, the the natural law is 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 antiquated. It's old. We don't even believe that anymore. Well, what doesn't he believe? He doesn't believe in the natural law, which is a body of unchanging moral principles regarding as a basic for all human behaviors and activities in other words that there's a conduct there's a natural conduct and that this this lack of sanctity of life or this murder of children okay um uh is is struck down just out of natural law thou shall not murder okay that's all part of they, that's why they hate the ten commandments okay they hate the ten commandments in fact if uh, in the supreme court uh i was listening to uh ted cruz and he was uh saying telling amy comey Barrett that because of the ten commandments there's 43 symbols and types of the Ten Commandments, even Moses is at the at the Supreme Court as if giving down the Ten Commandments. I mean, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing um, um, foundation of truth when you really start realizing who loves God and who doesn't. One nation under God. What does that mean? And sanctity of life and why um, why pro life is 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 endorsed by the Bible because it comes from the Bible. It, it's a concept that comes from the Bible. And uh, the pro-choice, we're gonna we're gonna look at pro-choice. Okay, um, that that has to that in, in the in the way I see it, in the way I see responsibility, um, the way I see the the things roll out in life. That we're responsible. You are responsible. That the that the young woman that all of a sudden engages in in sex um, outside of marriage or or at a young age, and they and get they're consulting and they and they have the heat of the passion or whatever they do. Guess what? The, the 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 activity of sex or intimacy. Let's use the word intimacy. The the actions of intimacy is um, procreation or child. Okay, that's the end result. Something's coming, cause and effect. It just didn't happen on its own. Okay, 
from all the feelings and emotions, you know, um, people like to just throw their feelings into this thing. No, no, break it down to what it is. There were moments where you, you got caught up in your passions. You made a poor decision. That was your choice. The minute you, the minute you allowed that in your body, the minute you allowed all that to happen, that was your choice. Your choice stops there, and now the consequences come of procreation. Okay, that's what we have to start teaching our children once again. That that actions, actions have consequences. So when you allow these things to happen, and and again, abortion, you know, abortion means to throw out. Okay. To abort, to abandon. This is what this culture has taught, has been taught. If you don't like it, just abandon it. Turn around. Marriages that are, are struggling, abandon it. Isn't abortion? The term abortion, it just it's it's all over our society. We cut everything out. You don't like your church? Abort it. We don't like it? Abort it. We don't like it? Abort it. Okay. Listen, we we are all we are all accountable to our choices. Okay. And you just can't abort it just because you made a poor decision. Okay? This is why you can't get caught up in, in feelings and emotions. You have to think. You have to think. Teach your children to think. Okay? Teach your children to think. If they think, they'll, they won't be guided by emotions. Watch, watch this. Let's talk about what God says. Let's talk about the foundation of sanctity of life. <coughs> Excuse me. Acts chapter 17, 24 and 25. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, this is Paul talking to, to the Greeks regarding the unknown God. Him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven uh, and earth, does not dwell in the temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. So when you and I, we start looking at this idea of life, breath, and all things, then we see that life is sacred. It's sacred because it comes from God. God gave it. If God gave it, you have no right to touch it, take it. That's why thou shalt not murder. Okay. That's why Cain, Cain and Abel is a very, you know, uh, I'm on my brother's keeper. You know, where's Abel? His blood speaks to me from the ground. We, we see all these things. Why? Because there was what we call the natural law. It was wrong. It was wrong at the beginning. It's wrong now. Okay. So again, that's the premise. That's one of the baselines now that we have. That all breath and life comes from God because he made all things. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. So that the child or the person okay, before they even hear that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are the workmanship. What does that mean? That's the poema. That is the handwritings of God. That is that is that we are to walk in them. We're going to walk in those ways that are prepared beforehand okay so before i'm even here i have a planned road to walk psalms 139 uh, 13 through 16 okay he says for you form me in my inward in, in my inward parts you cover me in my mother's womb he covered me in my mother's womb watches i will praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made Marvel. He's talking about the formation. He's talking about the, the wonder of the human body, the wonder of the human mind, the wonder of, of uh, um, 
of the baby being formed, formation. Watch this. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lower parts of the earth. You saw my substance yet being unformed. And in your book were all my days written, the days fashioned for me. Watch, this is important. You connect all the days. That means he went to the future. He saw you in the mother's womb being formed. But before then, he already had the days that are planned for you. Okay, so there's purpose attached to this embryo. There's purpose attached to this life. There's purpose attached. There's being formed wonderfully in the womb. God, this is just powerful stuff regarding why why pro pro life is so is so uh, fought against in this culture. Jeremiah one four and five. Here's the prophetic. Here's here's the prophetic uh, insight on this. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Listen, before I formed you in your mother's womb. So who's doing the forming in the mother's womb? Who's interrupting the plan and the will of God? Okay, before you in the mother's womb. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. This is powerful. Okay, so you you understand Psalms 139 and Jeremiah 1. When you start meshing them together, that the womb is an instrumental place of development for the plan and the will of God. Now, I know some people, I know some people say, well, you know, what about incest? What about uh, rape? Do you, do you know that there, there, I believe there's provisions for that? There's grace for that. There's, there's things that can be done for that. There's grace in this for that. Okay, just like Jesus made provision for, for the for, um, for adultery. Okay, I mean, they ask him, can a man, can a, can a man divorce, a woman divorce her husband? You know, can what, what's your, what's your idea of divorce? And God and Jesus says, well, except for adultery. Okay, infidelity, unfaithfulness. The woman can, if she can't, if she can't um, soften her heart. If there's no more forgiveness, if this is a pattern of abuse from him to her, and the heart gets so hard, he says there's nothing you can do about the divorce. He allows that, except for infidelity, unfaithfulness. Okay, that's your out. He he gives. He gives this exception, and I believe there's exceptions to this, rape and incest. But don't make the exceptions the rule. That's what they love to do. So again, the womb is a protective place. It's a place of development. It's a place that, that development is made for the, what? For the days that are coming, for the, for the time that's coming. Leviticus 18.21, where does this, where does this sacrificing of children, where does this abortion, the spirit of abortion come from? It comes from Leviticus chapter 18, verse 21. Moses warns of this. Watch this. Um, it says, and you shall not let any of your descendants go through the fire of Moloch, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. I am Adonai. I am, I am the big boss. I am I am the landlord. That's what he's saying. He said, don't you profane my name by putting your children on that altar of Moloch. You heard in the, 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 the little documentary I gave you, the, the sacrifice of shame, the God of shame. Don't you shame me. 
Don't you put your child, your precious future on the altar of Moloch and dedicate your life to him. Leviticus 20, 20 verse 2 and 3 says this, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Again, you shall not say to the children of Israel, Whoever of the children of Israel or strangers of or of the strangers who dwell in Israel, who gives any of his descendants to Molech. Listen, this spirit of, a, of abortion, this, this, you know, irresponsibility, it's, it's crazy. It's running rampant. Now you got third-term abortion, late-term abortion, passed by, passed by New York, did the baby, and Virginia. They call, they call them reproductive rights. Reproductive rights? You know, reproductive health care. What is that? Why don't we be responsible? Why aren't we teaching responsibility? Why don't, why don't, we, why aren't we teaching abstinence? Because they want to sexualize our generations so that all they can focus on is murder. All they can focus focus on is becoming part of the system no 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 we need to teach our children different okay Moloch 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 is alive and well man he's alive and well watch uh, Leviticus 22 and 3 then the Lord said to Moses again you shall say to the children of Israel whoever of the children of Israel or the strangers who dwell in who give any of his descendants to Moloch he shall surely be put to death the people of the land shall stone him with stones this is something that people the the consensus the the natural law the law same thing the people see you know why they they don't want Amy Comey Barrett on the on the um uh, on the Supreme Court because she know they know that what they passed with Roe v. Wade is unconstitutional and it was passed on flimsy laws that it's not a good law it's not a right law because it violates moral law it violates natural law and that America is not an abortion country we have natural law within us we know that's not right so guess what they want to do? They, they, they don't want to put, put it on the ballot. Put it on the ballot box. Why don't they want to put it on the ballot box so the people can vote on it? They don't want to do that. They want to keep it in the courts where, where, um, where nine people can get together and they can, they can decide for the American people what, what is right and wrong regarding life and abortion. They don't want to come to the people. That's what they did here in, with Proposition 8 here in California. They, we... We struck down Proposition 8, the, the same-sex marriage thing here in California. And the LGBTQ went to the Ninth Circuit Court here in California. And uh, they got a liberal judge to agree that um, same-sex marriage was, would, would be overturned. So the will of the people got turned over by some courts. See, the people will stone them. See, this is what this is, what this is all about. What you see playing out in front of you. They know... That the natural law in the people is not for killing babies and aborting babies. They know that, so they have to put. So they have to put law. They have to put um, what we would call politicians in black robes that will agree with them and keep an unconstitutional and unlawful law in place. That's what. That's what this is all about. This is what's going on in, in the spirit of Moloch, an abortion in our country. Leviticus, 
First uh, Kings chapter 11, verse 18. Solomon falls. You heard the commentary before. Uh, even Solomon fell for this. Okay, watch. Watch this. He says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Again, you shall say to the children of Israel. Some of you say, Well, why are you reading so much? Because it's context. You have to give context. You know, you have to talk. You have to have reasons for talking, supporting your ideas. You know, you don't want just heat on a subject, meaning emotions and feelings and, and, and what the culture says. No, no, you need, you need light. You need the Word of God on these subjects. That's why we read scriptures. That's why we read context. You know, this is not soundbite podcasts. But King Solomon... Love many foreign women as well as the daughters of Pharaoh. When, when the Moabites, Ammonites, and Edomites, Sodianites, and uh, he had all kinds of haughty uh, heights uh, with him. From the nations of, of the, uh, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with him. So, I mean, he, 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 he jumped completely across the board off this thing. Okay? Nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts from their, from, to their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. He loved these women. He loved them more than God. He, watch this. And, and he had 700 wives, princesses, 300 concubines, and his wives, and turned away his heart. For it was so, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father, David. This issue of, of who you marry can totally transform your foundational beliefs. Who you involve yourself with can totally change your foundation of who you believe to where not even, you, 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 your own family won't even recognize you. Watch this. For Solomon went after Asherah. That's, that's a perverse God. That's a God of perversion. Sexual uh, fluidity, if you will. The goddess of the city, Sidonians. And after Milcom, the abomination of the Am Ammonites. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord. This is, again, when you're not fully following the Lord, look at the gods you allow into your life. Look at the gods that come in. Look at what we have allowed in the church. Moloch is alive in the church. Ashtoreth is alive. Look at, all the, look at all the homosexuality that's alive in the church, wrapped up in the Bible, you know, trying to hide themselves under scripture of love and under mercy and under grace. All, this is all hiding under those, under those cloaks. Watch this. As David and his father, then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and the hill of the east of Jerusalem. And for Moloch, he built, he built an altar for Moloch after God told him no. And the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all foreign wives who burnt incense, sacrifice to their gods. Again, here you have it. What's the, what's the principle here? Follow God. Follow the laws of God. When he says no, he means no. It's called the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Recommendations. Now let's look at Jesus. Now that we know that this is out there, this is what they did. Even, even the elect, even the, the wisest guy in, that ever walked the face of the earth to that point made a mess and even built an altar of abortion and children's sacrifice. So I don't care how good your preacher is, what are they allowing in? 
what are you allowing in? Oh, it's their choice. Well, it's their will. No, no, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. Matthew 2.13 says this. Okay, what? because even Jesus dealt with Moloch. Now, when they had departed, um, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take your young child and his mother. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you a word. For Herod will seek to... to uh, will seek the young child to destroy him. What was what was he after? He was after the child, the future, the destiny, the Savior. He was after the Messiah, a child. See, you've got to protect your children. You've got to protect. This spirit of Moloch is after him. You find Moloch alive and well in Exodus chapter 113 through Pharaoh. Okay, Pharaoh uh, came after Moses. Okay, he came after Moses. And in fact, he had uh, he had a edict. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. chapter um, uh, chapter one, uh, starting verse thirteen. Um, Pharaoh told all the midwives that would go in the house and the Hebrew midwives. He says, if a Hebrew child, young boy is is uh, is born, you kill him. You kill him. And if not, you know, you kill him and throw him in the river. <laughs> you know, that there he is. Killing, killing, killing babies after they're born. Man, this is crazy. This is crazy. It happened to Moses too. But let's look at what Jesus looks at. How Jesus looks at children. Matthew eighteen two through seven. Watch this. Then Jesus called a little child, uh, a little child to him. I love this. He calls a child to him. That's one of the things you understand about being anointed and being called of God is how do the children respond to you? He says, set them in the midst of them. And he set the child in the midst of them and said, Surely I say unto you, unless you are converted and become as a child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives the little ones like this is... This in my name receives me. But then Jesus warns them. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of this offense. God warns of damaging children outside the womb. He he says... Don't you dare touch these little... What, what do we have going on with all this pedophilia? What, what do we have going on? Hunter Biden's um, laptop. It's coming out everywhere. This, these people are perverse. These, these people that accuse, uh, accuse the church of being, of being uh, what we call immoral or mean. Or, uh, look at what they're doing. They're pedophiles. This is all coming out right now, and I know the mainstream media is trying to hide it because they're part of the they're part of the 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 left wing propaganda wing. They lie to you and they isolate you from the truth, but we know the truth. We know about the pedophilia. We know about all this stuff. We're fighting against it. It's an abomination. Jesus warns them. He goes, "Woe, woe to you, woe to you." Who caused these offenses? Man, if you're doing this, if you've done this, man, Jesus, go, man, look out. Those children, those children are absolutely the apple of God's eye. Our children are apple of God's eye. Psalms 12, uh, 127, 3 through 5. We'll wrap it up right here. 
Okay, behold, children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is the reward. I love this. Behold, the, the children are a heritage. Children, children. Listen, church, I know people, people, you know, you've been indoctrinated that, oh, you only have one child because you can't afford it. You have three children. You can't afford more than that. You, can, you have all the children you want to have. They're a heritage of the Lord. God's trusting you with these children. God says, hey, it's an heritage of the Lord. Do you think that God's waiting on you to supply for these kids? No, He supplies your needs. He's the one that provides everything, not you. Man, Get those children. I always tell my kids, give me more grandchildren. Give me more grandchildren. I got eight grandchildren. Give me some more. I got one more. I got one more son that I needed grandchildren from. You know, I might not keep looking at him. But again, uh, I've, I've, children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Like arrows. There's nothing, listen, there's nothing, there's nothing more, no, no, more prouder than to look at your children as they become adults and they begin to produce children that they become um, arrows in in your hand uh, you know they become they become wise warriors they become leaders in the community you see you see the Lord using them in life they become preachers and ministers they they become useful to the family you know they defend you at the gates Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them. Happy is the man. Your children will make you happy. You do it right. They'll bless your life to no end. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gates. Look at the ones that are telling you, don't have any children. Oh, I would not bring any children into this world. The world is dangerous. The world is... Listen, cut it out. Life is sacred. Life comes from God. Children are a heritage of the Lord. Don't let the spirit of Moloch reign in your mind, in your thinking. Identify it when you hear it on the TV. When you hear all these pro-choice people um, that will sacrifice a child in the heartbeat. Don't, we'll, we'll tell you, believe the science, but won't believe the biological science. They want you to believe the scientists that they want you to believe. Incredible times we're living in but sanctity of life. So God bless you, and we'll be talking, taking another subject tomorrow. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Wow.